Today's episode is brought to you by Devour Frozen Meals, mm. the official frozen meal of UFC. They put big flavor first with premium meats, creamy sauces, and gooey cheeses. Matt, you and I both love this ad because they have like incredibly tasty food. It's not all bland stuff. It's true, Jimmy. You like that, oh, right? Oh, I like it, Jimmy. They have buffalo chicken mac and cheese. Uh, next time you're in the freezer aisle, check that stuff out. It's smothered in a spicy buffalo cheddar cheese sauce that'll knock your socks off unless you're barefoot, in which case you'll just enjoy it. Uh, or how about their loaded potatoes with Angus beef and bacon? It's, uh, what is it? Oh, right. It's loaded with crispy bacon and delicious hunks of Angus mm. beef. Whatever you choose, Devour Meals is your new favorite frozen meal. Nothing else compares. Devour Meals, the official frozen meal of the UFC. Fighting mm-hmm. Evan Lee, Summit, Missouri, USA, Kim Elias. Still putting it together on the feet. Oh! James Krause. Ladies and gentlemen, the James Krause. T-Wood. Wow. T-Wood. Whoever they put in front of me, we're going to beat them up. I'm the best world winner of all time. Tyron Woodley, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. We're dangerous. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Matt and I, um, we're going to be joined by uh, Tyron Woodley shortly. We were supposed to start 15 minutes ago, but we were having some technical glitches. Yeah. Uh, But you're in now and you're okay. It wasn't my fucking problem, Jimmy. No, I had the same issue. I signed on. It was a, a conversation happening with other people. Yeah. There was other people in the room talking. I just, it was like walking into the wrong hotel room. Yes, yes. Very, very weird. Very strange, a little awkward. But hey, we have awkward MMA coming on later, Tim Elliott. All right. And, uh, I'm, I'm excited to talk to Tyrone Woodley. And uh, Yes, I your favorite hear, musician. Well, he's up there, and I yeah. want to hear not only about the fighting, but I want to hear if he's got any new singles singles coming out. Yeah. You know, that's what now. I want to hear. Let's, let's get him on, man. Let's, let's start with him. Uh, let's let delve right in. I think the last time we talked to Tyron was before the Gilbert Burns fight. Um, yeah, let's see what's up, man, how he's yeah. dealing with that shit, and what's next. Yeah, I know he wants Colby Covington. Yeah, that's a fight I would love to see. So yeah. I'm hoping that that happens. Maybe nobody, he's... nobody likes Colby. Nobody. No. But everybody respects him enough to take him seriously. He's a good fighter. You know what I was just listening to before we went on is beat your ass. Just what is that? I'm saying we beat, was it beat your ass that song? I'll, no, I'll no, it. it was it was not it was not as good. It was Justin uh, Bieber. Where are you now when I need you? I need you and I need you. I need you and I need you. I I hope he doesn't hear us now. He'll lose respect. Yeah. But it's such a it's such a good song. And just out of curiosity, all right. Nobody's gonna think any less of you. What do you think of Justin Bieber? Where are you now? I mean, is that something you would listen to? I don't know if I know the song. Well, it goes like this. Well, listen, <laughs> I don't listen, but, but please forgive me. Listen, champ, I am not. A, I you should be asking like, me to forgive you. you. This, I've had to hear this have, for 15 minutes. Well, well, well Jimmy, you, might, you have to listen. <laughs> well, I don't have this. You have the voice of an angel. I don't. But it goes like the, something like this. 
Where are you now when I need you? I need you and I need you. I need you and I need you. I need me, 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 me. Something Matt's, like that. Matt's a believer. I mean, that's not, that's not, that's not like a um, shower song. It's not like a song you write in the Cardolo. You see but, this? Um, I mean, it's certain music that we all listen to that if other people knew we were listening to it, they may look at us like, yeah, Matt sure got that in his headphones. So that's not like one of those songs. And I do not have a voice of the same. My sister what? does. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I beg to differ. And uh, I also, before we get any, into, listen, we'll get into the fight in a second. Anything new you want to drop on us? Because I might be your biggest fan with the music. I, I enjoy your fighting very much. But your fighting, I like right beneath your music. Because, man, everything you come out with, I fucking sing it. And I, got, I love it. And yeah. I'm not even bullshitting you. Jimmy can back me up on this. Yeah. Because he had to deal the with me. about me is... I'm an artist just in general. Like I may paint, I may do music, I may do um, executive produce some content, I may do a podcast, TV show, commercial, analyst work. It's all art to me. I don't separate it, and I don't feel the need to to limit my brushstroke just because someone wants me to just shoot, pass, kick, or punch. So for me, I consume different types of music than I create. So I love J. Cole. I love Kendrick Lamar. I love Joyner Lucas, I love King Los. These are people that are extremely, extremely talented, lyrically, metaphorically insane. And you look at them and you know God created them to do that. Whether it's Lil Wayne or if it's, you know, uh, Uzi, Lil Uzi or whatever the heck it is, people relate to different music. Yeah, Lil Uzi. But what I found out is my lane of music is something that's a little bit more softer. It's not going to be like, oh, F you, I'm going to just, you know, throw champagne on your head. And, you know what I mean? I sold all these drugs and shot. 10 people because I didn't. Yeah. I'm not going to act like I did. But yeah. I can I can speak from a place of where I come from and where I'm going and what I've been through. And I've been through a lot and I've seen a lot. Highs and lows, good and bad. So my pocket, I found out is it's almost like just something that get ingrained into your mind. Your mind. You can't forget it. So if I go, I beat your ass. I beat your ass. And it becomes a chant. In your mind, yeah. whether you want to or not, your body starts to kind of just get the same shit. I do the same shit. I yeah, do the yeah. same shit. You know, are there any styles of music you listen to that people would be surprised at? Like, do you listen to metal at all or country or is, is there any style that you like that people would be shocked or not shocked, but, you know, not expect? What I'm thinking of like when I listen to music, like I listen, I was, the artist I'm listening to now, her name is uh, Kiana Lede, and she's more of a kind of like, um, I'm trying to say, how do I, she's like four or five artists that you would listen to, like Erica Badu or uh, Janae Aoki or. Lauren Hill, but she's just really peaceful and creative because right now in my life, I just want peace. I just want serenity. I want to be happy. I want all of it. And I feel like sometimes as humans, we think we got to settle for one. Like I was professionally killing it at one point. Like I was murdering shit. Like anything I touched, everything was gold. I couldn't, I was trying not to get gigs and I was getting them. But my personal life was so fucked up. I was just, that part was just didn't even match. So I'm trying to bring the equalizer, all the dials up to match where I was at professionally, where I was at as far as a parent, where I was at, you know, just as a man in general. So I'm just trying to level up all together. So my music changes to the mood I'm in and kind of like the bag I'm in at that moment. And the bag I'm in right now is just peace. You know what I mean? Peace and clarity and a clear side of the future. Do you think the, now how do you feel with the peace and the clarity and stuff 
and still being a cage fighter. I mean, you're fighting in the UFC. Does that affect you at all? Uh, you change it? Uh, it, is does, it, at least, but it yeah. becomes my medicine. It becomes my medicine when you think about how it. So? Like, you, you, you know how this is because you think about this. If anybody know, you know, Matt, you went from being there, the comeback show, beating the guy who may be the best guy ever. Who knows? I mean, he's in the top three right now. You know, if we had to stop MMA and close, it, close down shop for good right now, yeah. he's in the top three. That's a crazy spin. Think about Robbie Lawler. Robbie Lawler was 500 in strike force. He was losing so many fights. He came on. So in my mind, I know, I know it's possible. You showed me. Robbie showed me. You know, it's a lot of – it's not very many. I mean, maybe you, Robbie, and maybe one or two other MMA fighters in the history. And that's something you should be proud of because not, it's, it's hard as fuck to do. It's super hard. So yeah. for me, it becomes my medication because it's so much politics. It's so much training. And, you know, a friend, a friend of mine put it in a very, I'm talking about the most easiest way to think about it. And I guarantee you later, and you're going to live by this and use this. Mixed martial arts is like, we're like surfers, okay? We got the ultimate freedom. We ride the wave. But unfortunately, we don't own the ocean. We don't own the wind. We don't own the current. And we don't own the fish. So no matter how I train, how much focus, this last training camp, I trained so hard. I did so much cardio. I was so prepared. I did everything right. But I don't control the ocean. I don't know if I'm going to get cut. I don't know if he's going to – I don't know if he's going to locate an injury that I had and kick him in that leg. I don't know if I'm going to go crazy for a shot and I get taken down. Now I got to think he a world champion jiu-jitsu player. I can't just buck up and go crazy. He's taking backs and breaking arms. So when you think about life that way, life is – this MMA shit is like an ocean. Like, if sometimes I'm on top of the wave and I'm riding tight, I'm looking down on people and I'm, I'm all knowing, all powerful. But it's sometimes you got to get back on that fucking board. You got to learn how to boogie board. You got to skim. Yeah. And you got to get back in the water. So I'm like, that's what I'm thinking. So I got to appreciate Like, I just got the phone with Miles with all of them a minute ago. We were talking. He got his new car. I said, shit, let me hold $5. Don't, be, let me know, don't forget about the little people. But I'm happy for him. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm happy for him. He got 50-some fights and I was in the gym training with him. I saw him. Now, guess what? I can also call my friend Ben Ashman, who knocked him, who got knocked out by him. I don't have to have the same wars. It's, it's enough of us that are not unified front right now. We're not together right now. So we're, we're taught to butcher each other and badger each other down for the press conference. And I like it, but I don't take it personal. You, you know, know what? I don't have no yeah, issue you, you know what's interesting about that is I like that. Tyron, you, you're an easygoing guy. I can't see you not getting along with anybody. But there is somebody that nobody likes. That asshole, Colby Covington. So, I mean, personally, I don't like the guy. He don't like me. He makes a lot of chubby jokes about me. That, Which I don't care for. Thank you, Jimmy. Yeah. But, uh, you know, any, and listen, that is a fight that's, like, kind of been... It's going to happen. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. And, and, and this is the narrative. Like, like, like one thing, first off, the first, if he ever says anything about call you chubby jokes, say, I was an undisputed fucking world champion. Yes. No matter what you say, put respect on my name. Thank you, champ. He won. He won. He won a boo boo belt. He won a belt historically. Yeah. And I and I, I can go to the stat books because I'm all about facts. Name me one other champion that had been inactive or injured or recovering for less than 12 months that interim belt was put in his place. None. Dominique Cruz was out for a decade. You know, you look at Showtime Pettis was out 14, 15 months. You know, they came back. And maybe after the 12-month mark, you know, 
Miss Connor, we're not going to do it. We're going to let him do whatever the fuck he wants to. But at the end of the day, at month seven, they wanted me to fight RDA. And I said, I'll fight him. Just give me another month or so. I got six months of recovery, and I need at least a six to eight week camp, too. So I'm going to shave down my recovery, and I'm going to merge it in with the camp. So I'll try to get it all done in six months. I'll be recovered and trained in six months. And they wanted to go ahead with that fight in June. I told him I can fight him in July. So he won an interim belt that fucking shouldn't even been there in the first place. And then when it's time to unify the belt, I fought Darren Till instead of him. He blew that one out the water. I fought Kamar Usman instead of him. I was scheduled to fight Leon Edwards instead of him. I fought Gilbert Burns instead of him. The next morning, after I lost to Gilbert Burns, I was asked to fight Kobe Covington in. And the answer has been and will always be yes. So, so what's holding I'll this shit that up? fucker right here. What's going on? I mean, th- this is the thing. This is the thing. Kobe was asking for a fortune. He was asking for a little shot what Conor was making, which tells me that he's scared, which tells me that he literally thinks that if I lose to Tyron, I got to make enough money to retire from. Why would oh, he shit. fall... Why, why would he fight Kamara Usman for 350000 and want $5 million to fight me? Because I'm going to fuck him up. And he knows. <laughs> and, he may, and he's talked so much stuff. And he's, he's bullied this whole dynamic for so long that if you lose, it's going to be very hard to recover from. He, like, think about it. Kobe Covington was fighting on fight pads in, in Asian countries and was, no one knew him until he fought Damian Maia. And the way he got the Damian Maia fight, he utilized, he utilized and manipulated the fact that he knew I wasn't going to reply back. I told him, I said, Kobe, and when, when we do the press conference, he's going to be embarrassed. I'm, I'm, I'm showing receipts. I'm pulling out text messages when I used to mentor him and I used to train him and he used to be my training partner. I used to pay him 500 bucks a week to come and literally torture him. Oh, and, you know, how lazy he was. And how his sister all in my DMs trying to slide and how, like, how do I do a media kit? And how do I get sponsors? Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And then it will go down to the most recent ones, probably the last one. I said, Kobe, I gave you your 20 minutes of fame uh, on Fox. And I said, if this is what you want to do, you look stupid, number one. There's a way you can do it in a more positive way, but you look dumb. And if that's what you want to do, that's fine. But I gave you your stuff, so I'm letting you know that I'm like, come on, man, we can just build it together. And I'll meet you at the finish line. And it's all about business, man. You know, da 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 da. You got, you got your, you, he said, you got your, you got your building the crash market. You can't hate on me for trying to do what I need to do. To, you know, so he was talking about building this brand that is now. And I said, I didn't get my shit up to the crash market. I started as a bag of bones, brother. You came in because of me. Like, think about this. When I started the sport, man, I was literally a training partner. I got my ass with by Tiago Alves, Dean Thomas, Eve Edwards. I would spar twice a day. I would come in and spar Jay-Z Cavacante. I would spar Eve Edwards. I would spar, uh, spar um, Tiago Alves and Dean Thomas. No breaks, no rounds off. Then they would have me come in at nighttime, spar 205 pounder. Alessio Sakara, um, Jura Santiago, who's getting ready for Vitor Belfort. I'm like, I'm not even Southpaw. And I barely even know how to strike them. But I had good conditioning. I was a wrestler, but I earned my shit the hard way. Yeah. I was in a gym getting beat up. You remember the old school days when a new motherfucker come on the mat and everybody licking their hands and they ready to fuck them up? I was in that era. So I earned my key. Dan Lambert started a program. Yeah, you know that? No, and I didn't know that you guys actually trained before. Together. Yeah, I didn't either. No. I, Kobe Covington came to American Top Team because of guys like me. Yeah. Once Dan, Dan Lambert started flying me to, to basically help these, these people with wrestling. When Ultimate Fighter 1, 2, and 3 hit, the world was not ready for the wrestler. They, he had too strong of a base to submit. 
we were too grindy. We were too, I mean, it was kind of messy and we didn't know how to deal with it. It may not have been the clean striking, but we can take you down control the fight yeah. game on the feet, on the mat. And then we learn quick because we drill so much. Same kind of like jujitsu. But if you apply that to jujitsu and you apply it to striking, my gut tells me, and I could be wrong, that a wrestler is going to learn jujitsu and boxing faster because we do a thousand of single legs. And then we may go a single leg to a back door, crack down, single leg to this. And if he does this, this, now we into scrambling. If you come out of scrambling, not. So we do that already. So we already built that way. So Dean, I mean, um, Lambert saw, he saw the value in having wrestlers. So he started a whole recruiting process after that. I was the one that was training Tiago Alves for GSP, for um, Matt Hughes. I was training Eve Edwards. Eve Edwards had lost to Joe Stevenson real bad, got cut up bad. And after that, my buddy Lynn on, he hit me on the phone and said, we need you to come train. I helped change Eve's career around. I showed him how to do, I was the first person to show him how to stop a single leg. Well, I'm glad you didn't work. I'm glad you didn't, I'm glad you didn't work with Eve before I fought him. I had to take his ass down. (laughs) (laughs) Hey man, I'm not fucking with that dude standing up. Thank God you didn't work on his wrestling before I got. (laughs) (laughs) But but that's, that's, that's how Kobe came in. So Dan Lambert started this program where he brought in all these high-level collegiate wrestlers. Yeah. It was a recruiting process. And if you made it through the cut, then basically what he did, he put you on housing. He gave you money per month. He let you stay at the gym free, train for free, private lessons. Yeah. And all you had to do was go out there and fight and win. You didn't have to do nothing. That's that's why he acts like that. He's, he's entitled. Support for UFC Unfiltered comes from Trifecta, the official meal provider of the UFC and the nation's number one organic meal delivery service. Are you tired of feeling like you're failing with your diet, Jim? That's what it should say. Because <laughs> yes, I am. Give your diet the KO it needs by eating the same foods as your favorite fighters. True champions like Amanda Nunes, Kamaru Usman, Valentina Shevchenko, they all rely on Trifecta. It keeps them fueled and to stay at the top of their game in and out of the octagon. Trifecta makes healthy eating so easy that it'll be your new lifestyle. It's like having a dietitian and a personal chef design, cook, and ship. So it's like saying a a dietitian, personal chef, and driver because they're shipping your food directly to your door. All you need to do is heat up your trifecta meal and enjoy it. This is great. Get 40% off with the code UFCUNFILTERED at trifectanutrition.com slash unfiltered. 40% off your first order and free shipping when you order from Trifecta today. What are you waiting for? You say 40% off? Dude, 40% off. That's almost half. Let me, let's just really quick revisit your last fight with Gilbert Burns. Not to go uh-huh. to, not to turn to negative town or nothing, but. I just not negative know, to me. No, that's good. I love your attitude. Uh, now, you could be in phenomenal shape, and I know this from firsthand experience. You could be in phenomenal shape, but if a guy lands a combo or you get hit a certain amount of times or something, that energy bar, no matter what kind of shape you're in, it could, it could affect you. It could affect your endurance no matter how much time mm-hmm. you did on the hills, the versa climber, the guy lands on your chin, you survive it, but also now you're at half strength. Is, is that, yeah. is, I'm, not, I'm not assuming that happened, but is that what happened in that fight? Because I'm, I'm, you said you were in phenomenal you know shape. You got that combo off and got you down. I, I, was, I, was in, I, I was in phenomenal shape for that fight. I was ready. I was prepared. I was prepared really for anything. Um, you know, one thing that I, I've always been honest about this, people that have the ability to take me down or stop me from taking them down and have KO power are always going to be a threat. I'm always going to give them a little bit more attention than the other people. If you can't stop me from taking me down, I don't care how big of a striker you are. You, you, you may never, you may never land a punch. 
Yeah. If you can't take me down and you can't deal with my striking, now you're forced to deal with my striking and you can't get me to the ground. So those are the variables I look at when where I rank this opponent at as far as like difficulty for me. So for me, what I want to just talk about the fight. First off, I was glad to be there again. Usman fight, I wasn't there. I was yeah. fucking Lalaville. I don't even remember it. It felt good to be present, cognitive, aware, listening to your coaches, responding, seeing stuff. Now, I didn't pull the trigger. The third, third, fourth, and fifth round, I had the opportunity to pull the trigger. And I don't know if it was a just compounded the leg kicks, but it was, it was me trying to get back in the groove. And I don't believe in ring rust. I still stand by that. But we start the first exchange. He's throwing, like I said, wrestlers, we come in unorthodox sometimes. It may not be the one, two, three, clean, crisp, check the hook block like we used to with boxing coaching the mitts. So we got into a, a scuffle where I threw a punch. I went offline. He went offline. He landed. Then he started collar time to kind of knock my balance off. Like, he never dropped me with a punch like I hit you and you fell down. But I fell back. And then he got on top and he started punching like a motherfucking elbow. And I'm like, God damn, I'm going to punch you hard. He punched hard. It was, only, it was only the second time I fought and I felt the power and the punch in the fight. Him and Nate Mark are the two people. So he hit me and cut me and I stood up and I felt warm stuff coming down my face. It was blood. It was the first time I've been cut over the eye in a fight. And I looked up at the I looked up at the monitor, I saw how deep the cut went, and I told myself at that moment, I said, Tyra, you're in great shape. Your heart rate is like 33, 35, maybe. Um, you're you're not gonna bleed out. I know it's a lot of blood right there. Just relax, get your cool back. Boom. What what round was that, Tyra? What round was that? That's round one. It was round, round one. one. Very first yeah. round. And I had to, and I said, don't stay on the ground because he's ground upon you. Obviously, he's hitting you hard. He could armbar you, take your back. He's very quick. When he armbars, he'll break it. He'll, when he choke you out, it's on so tight, so quick. It's not about defending it. It's about now you're there, you're done. You know what I mean? So so I was managing all that, and I still found a manager way to get up. And he's not easy to get up and bottom from. Yeah. So I managed a way to get up. And then second round, I said, all right, coach, chill out, basically. I'm good. And then my mind is like tiring. Sometimes I get hit hard. It used to be in the hammer, not the nail. You get hard. Like, I fought Kashe. I was fucking hitting the shit out of him. He hit me one time when I threw a leg kick. I took a couple steps back. And I ain't, I'm a big enough man to say that. I don't know why. Took a couple yeah. steps back. This fight, I got cut. The second round, I said, all right, let's go. Let's go get after him. And if you watch it, watch it. I was getting after him. Then I got greedy and I threw a big shot. He took me down. Now I got to be respectful. I got to be respectful of what he came in here with. I can't just buck and push and go and then spaz out to get up, you know, you get so you're going to open yourself up to, yeah. you know, arm, head on triangles, arm bars and all these different stuff. Especially at that away, level. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that, and I spent almost a whole second round dealing with that war. Then the third round comes up, the same thing on my mind. All right, let's get it cracking. But no, don't worry about it. Then he landed a kick. Bow. Me and Dean was training for this fight. Two weeks before the fight, Dean was getting ready for the low calf kicks because Henry does this. Henry trains all his fighters the same. So if Luke is doing low calf kicks and Usman's doing low calf kicks and back push kicks and, you know, one, two, three, leg kick, come back with the left hook kick, they all doing the same stuff. And I'm not saying it's bad because it's working. These guys have been successful with it. But I knew what to prepare for. So Dean was getting me ready for the low leg kick, the kicking of the calf. If I'm fighting Tyron Woodley, slow his ass down. Weather the storm in the beginning. Or let this motherfucker know you're going to fight with him and come at him hard in the beginning so he know that he ain't going to be the alpha male. And kick his low leg. Take his speed away. Take his explosiveness away. Get him thinking about something else. And also throw a head kick to his right hand. Freeze that motherfucker so he can't use it. He got to block with the head kick. That's how I will fight me. And I'm telling people that they can do whatever they want because 
I worked on new tricks as well. But at the end of the day, I was ready for that. So then we get into the fight camp. Two weeks before the fight, you know, Dean's not a fucking Muay Thai specialist, but he wanted to show me the look. So Dean threw like, you know, he kind of throw a kick at somebody to let him know what's coming. But his heel of his wrestling shoe bashed a fucking nerve in my leg. Fucking so Dean Thomas. A dead leg. Fucking Dean Thomas. He's not even, but, <laughs> but, but, I, but, I, but I had like a, a nerve issue. And then for the last two weeks, it was like, don't touch it, don't whatever. So I had three different ways. One of them I did do. He threw, he threw the, the best kind I landed. He threw a kick and I punched him at the same time. That was our go-to. Yeah. We didn't want to play the checking game because my, my leg was not feeling that great. But I also know adrenaline's pumping. I knew it wasn't going to play a factor. And I promise you, it did not. It was not the sole reason I lost the fight. It was the reason why I could not get my rhythm. Yeah. I saw him. He was close enough. He was in my bubble, my, 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 my distance to strike. And I saw I was moving. I was fainting, but I never really whew, let it go. You know what I mean? So yeah. when I got kicked in that spot, like I, I brought my, like, if you look at my corner, look at my corner and go, go back and watch the fight. It's usually Duke, Eric Brown, Duke, Eric Brown, and Dean every time. Then it's like whoever I train with for the fight. Maybe somebody helped me cut weight. Maybe it's the jiu-jitsu guy to help me for the fight. But this time it was Duke, Dean Thomas, a guy named uh, Musin who, who helped me train for the fight. And it was my chiropractor. Because I couldn't have a lot of people in the back. Normally, the UFC gives me clearance every yeah. fight for my chiropractor to go back there. It's just me, acupuncture, whatever I need for the fight. This time with COVID-19, it was very, it was very hard to even get all your cornermen in the fight. Yeah. So I had, to, I had to make a very tough decision. And my boxing coach stayed back from this fight. And my chiropractor was in my corner because I needed him in the locker room to work on my legs, try to massage it, to use a Theragun, Tim Tam, fucking massage, acupuncture, whatever it takes, because I knew that once adrenaline kicked in, I'd be good. But he just landed it on the exact place where Dean, the injury started. So he let, as I was throwing a power, it was third round, you can go back and look. I stepped in, I threw a hard jab, because I made that commitment in my mind. Tyron, close this fucking gap. Get in his shit, get in his face and fuck him up. I made that choice in my mind to do that. When I did that, I stepped forward aggressively, kicked me in that spot. I tried to keep a poker face. He kicked me again. His coach said, keep kicking him in the leg. Then I looked over, beginning of the third round, I looked over, and he looked down at the leg. Now, I haven't prepared it if I needed to switch stances. I got, I got shit from both sides. People don't know it, but I do. But I'm like, if I switch sides, this motherfucker going to know he got to me. Now he's going to really go after it. Yeah. So then I had that battle. Now I can't really – I don't have the mobility to close the gap. Yeah. And I wasn't pulling the trigger. So in the, third, the fourth and fifth rounds, like, I can't move like I want to, and then something is stopping me from pulling the trigger. So when I walked out of it, I'm like, I can't be mad. You know what I mean? He came out, executed, gave game plan. I felt, I mean, I really understood Joseph Benavidez. You know what I mean? His last speech, he was like, I was there. And I'm blessed to be there. I, I left there, I'm like, I can't be mad. I've retired three people. Yeah. Yeah, I was never fought since. Andre Gavall's never fought since. You know what I mean, I've retired three people from the sport. You know Andrew, so yeah, you I put Andrew, if I lose. Andrew Galval, he went right back to jujitsu after that shit, no? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, Andrew Val was a beast. Yeah. Tyron, so, we have so, to uh, apologize for interruption. We have to we have to uh to to say goodbye shortly because we have another guest waiting. We have who's Oh cool, cool. We have but I wanted to ask you before we let you go, because I'm glad you answered the the, the uh questions about uh, Gilbert Burns. Just a uh, quick, do you think he has 
um, what is needed to uh, to beat Usman. You fought both of those guys. Yeah, I think he can. Interesting. I think I, th- I think he can beat Usman because because he don't really even give a fuck Usman his um his teammate. You know, so culturally, uh, some some fighters from different cultures have different morals and values when it comes out of what the teammate is. You look at AK Cam. You know, I can't Matt. I couldn't see one of your guys fight yeah. each other unless it was a world title fight. Gotcha. And really, to be honest, me and Robbie kind of broke that bubble when it's for a belt. We kind of gotta fight each other. Yeah, but I think I think Burns would have he'd have been with it fucking even if it wasn't for a title. So just to have that rational, not giving a fuck. He has power. He has more power than Usman. Um, you know, he's better a grappler than Usman jujitsu wise. And I think the striking is he may not be better, but he does punch a little bit harder. And um, it it's gonna be a point where it has to go to the ground and. And we all can just be real. Gilbert's going to win that ground fight. I mean, maybe not from his back, but if he finds his way on top or a position where he can take the back, it's a problem. That's fucking interesting. So, but, 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 but Usman's, a, Usman's a above average everywhere, but he's not excellent anywhere. Interesting. And, but he's a, good, he's a good implementer. He's above average everywhere, but he's not excellent anywhere. But he's excellent at putting it together. He's excellent. Excellent at making adjustments within the fight. Whether you like watching him take miles down or not, he never t- did one takedown against Kobe. And then Leon Edwards, he struck, and when it was time to take down, he went for the takedown. So he's very good at putting it together, and he's going to have to do that against um, do that against Burns. Well, you know we uh, we love you, and uh, I really really hope this Kobe fight happens because uh, it's, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. This is the thing I want to let you. I want to cut you off, Jim. I apologize. And I, I want to let you guys know this, and the fans. I am in for Kobe Covington's fight. I am 100% in. In from 100%. day one. I would never be in more. I'll fight him now. I'll fight him fucking in the nursing home. I'll fight him at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> yeah. I'll fight him on my porch right now. Um, whatever <laughs> it takes. But at the end of the day, I, I am not an idiot. Kobe Covington's best attribute is his pressure, his conditioning, and how he can close the gap and be claustrophobic. I'm not going to let fans. I'm not going to let UFC. I'm not let Kobe. I deserve to take to have taken a full break from that camp. I stretched that camp out from November to fucking May with the COVID stuff. I was the first fight card that was off. I had been training a pre-camp. Then I went to Thailand. Then I went to Atlanta. Then I went back to Thailand. I thought I was fighting May. I thought I was fighting, sorry, March 21st, April 18th, May 9th, May 13th, May 16th. The whole time it was games with Kobe. I was in the whole time. So now I needed to reset. Who let that camp go. I'm going to start a full camp. I'm not going to fight Kobe. I'm not going to put myself in a position to fight somebody without a full camp. If I get two to five million, I'll fight him. Yeah, Masvidal fought on six days, and I know I, I swear love, love that narrative. Anytime, anywhere, last minute notice. He got paid a bag to fight the fight. Hey man, he's gotta take he's gotta take the fight with all the shit he's talked, or he's a fucking coward. Let's call it the way he's it a is. Coward. That's what he's I'm. A coward. That's what I'm saying. Fuck he's yeah, trying to, he's trying to take the fight because he thought I was down. I lost yeah. two times in a row, and it's short notice. So take the fight with a full camp, and we'll see what happens. No, oh, I can't wait, man. And uh, if you have any new shit, my music coming out, please. You could just send DM me or something. Let me know. For my personal, you. it's not just I'm the same show. Shit that I know you're gonna like too, <laughs> dude. Let me know, man. I got a big mouth, and I, and I will sing it, and I will. I'm sure I will enjoy it. Now I'm psyched. Fuck yeah. you. Know what? I, I want to add you to the falling in and out of love song. Oh fuck yeah! I'm, I'm, yes. Get you in the studio. We're gonna do it. 
Let me know. <laughs> I will be there. COVID or no COVID, I'll fly. I'll be there. <laughs> Thanks, Tyron, man. Right, good talking to you, buddy. Right, you be good, brother. There he is. Hey, how's it going? What, hey, what, what the on. fuck are we hearing in the background? <laughs> We're at a restaurant. Oh, all right. What's oh, up? what's up, James Krause? What's up, brother? Hey, guys. Yo, hey, James, really quick. I pay, I, I, you know, I'm a, well, I like you and I, the fighting, and I'm a fan of your, your corner work. I don't want you to feel I snubbed you at that hotel. You passed me with a fucking mask on. Right I'm good, no. was, was that you? Yeah, it was me. Shit, man. I, and I didn't give you a shitty hello, but I gave you like an I don't know you hello. Hey, hi. Thought you were some fan. Thought you were a I, weird fan. <laughs> I am. I am. Then I, then I saw Tim at the pool, and I go, fuck, man. That was James. Tim, yeah. yes yes or no did I say that, Tim Elliott? 100%. I already told him. Thank you. All right, good. <laughs> Thank you, bro. Well, in, in fairness, Matt texted me, and he said, I saw James, and I'm hoping he didn't recognize me. That's so that, fucked I, up. That's right. so wrong. <laughs> All good, bro. No worries, man. <laughs> are you guys home? Where are you guys? Yeah, yeah. We're in Kansas City, stopping to have some lunch after practice. Now, now are you? I I'm, gonna, I'm sorry, Jimmy. I was no, going to know, Tim. Are you treating James? I hope you're treating James to lunch after he got you out of that fucking knee bar. One hundred percent. Every day. Jimmy, he was in trouble. I, I'm not, mm-hmm. Listen, I'm not going to say he was in trouble with the knee bar. No, I was. In I trouble. was there. Good, and I was there, and I seen it. I was up close, and I was like. And I remember saying the next person next to me, I go, this is done. It was on oh, Jimmy. It was scared the shit out of me. And I know jujitsu shit was extended, actually going in the other direction. And then he told me, go ahead, Tim. How'd you get out of that? Uh, well, I, st- I still don't know, but he coached me out of it. Told me which direction to lean, which, how to set, to push the feet down. And, uh, but it was tight. I almost tapped, but, uh, yeah, he 100% coached me Ooh. out of that. That was, that wasn't a technique that I know he coached me out of that. Scary shit, man. But wow. First of all, and I told you already, because the next morning, Jimmy, I was at the pool, and I was only like me and one other person there. It was right. It was right in the morning, and then Tim comes up with uh, was your girlfriend, right? Yeah, Gina Mazzani. Yes, UFC fighter. Yes. So they came up. What a nice couple. We started bullshitting, and uh, why the fuck did I bring that up? The music's throwing me off. <laughs> and now we're here. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah, wait, what, kind like of what kind of change? Oh, PF change. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I listen. Fuck, get the steamed dumplings. But, uh, <laughs> this is their main playlist in here. But uh, hey, I, are you are you guys? Uh, sorry, are you guys uh, used to dining out now, or is this like new? You guys just starting to eat in restaurants, or they've been letting you guys for a while? Oh, here it's not that bad at all, man. It's 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 pretty it's pretty relaxed here. There really isn't. It's not that big of a deal here. And where is that oh, again? Kansas City, Kansas man. City. Come on, bro. Kansas Midwest. City. The you gotta get this right, Matt. They don't Kansas give a fuck. You're the Kansas City crew. How yeah. can I forget? How can I forget that? I don't know, man. It's starting to piss me off, though. Calm <laughs> down, James. Okay, okay. It's because I snubbed him in the hallway. I did not That's know right. what he did. <laughs> Never oh, forget. Oh, did you read what's the? We're we getting in the bottom with the wrong prep work over there. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. But uh, so Tim, I was so happy for you, man, because listen, you came off a couple of tough fights. No, wait, maybe a few. If I'm three, if I'm, three losses in a row. I haven't won a fight in almost three years. It, it, dude, I'm telling you, what, I'm, listen, other guys might have been like, yeah. my job's at stake, but you are so entertaining that I think you would have kept it if you would have lost. That fight was entertaining as fuck either way. You got such an entertaining, unique style. And I've, always, I've said this before we got to know you. 
you must be a hard guy to prepare for because you really are awkward as F. You really are, and it's a good thing. Yeah, that's one of the things that Krause really honed in when I first uh, started fighting. He was like, look, man, he goes, there's only one Tim Elliott. He's like, we can bring guys in to mimic everybody you fight, but these guys can't bring anybody in to mimic you. So that's something we like. We still try to stand by now and, and are still training. It's just trying to trying to hone that in and, and still finding clear paths to victory. And, and Tim, you had gone through a three year a three fight uh, a streak before, then you wound up getting a win after it. So when this happens now, is it one of those things where you're like, uh, hey, I've been here before. I know that you can pick things up from here. And how do you mentally prepare for that? Or did it help you that it's already happened and you knew you could get through it? I mean, the big thing is is just getting my contract renewed. I was in kind of a long contract. I think I had like eight fights in my last contract. So I got a new contract and then I got my first win on it. So I feel like I'm having my, my first stint back in the UFC. I'm, I'm trying to put all the all the negatives and all the it's pretty even the positives. I'm trying to put all that behind me and like, I'm back to like staying on a friend's couch again in Kansas City. I'm living out of my car. Um, I feel like uh, I feel like a kid again, like back to you know, you know, living on other people's couches and shit, and, and just training all day. Uh, I got in my comfort zone in Las Vegas, and and then that time I've just been in my little comfort bubble, and I I haven't gotten out of it. My fight, my last three fights were all in Las Vegas. I didn't even stay at the hotel. I was staying at my house the whole time, and uh, and that's an issue. I felt like I wasn't really living that fight life anymore. And uh, now being back in Kansas City, I'm doing that. I'm staying on couches again. I'm, I'm up at the gym early in the morning. There's nothing to do here all day except for train. So I'm sitting at the gym waiting for the next practice. And uh, so I just – I feel like my whole career has kind of uh, went full circle. And, and I feel like I'm starting fresh again. I feel like I'm 20 years old again. And, and I got a new contract. And I'm undefeated in that contract. And I'm just trying to push all that other shit behind me. And may I add, thanks to James Krause, a new haircut. He killed the mullet. He got rid of the fucking mullet. And I had an applause button. It was, I fucking, I mean, I kind of missed the thing popping up and down when he was running around and shit in the cage, but it's a new look for this guy. Yeah, it's, it shows the punches uh, worse when you have a mullet and you're getting hit, it kind of swings around. So. It, it might affect. Hey, James Krause, this one's for you. This is one thing I mentioned to Tim at the, uh, at the pool. Uh, hold on one second. He's taking a phone call right now. He's taking a fucking – yo, tell, tell him to stop with his real estate deals and tell him to get the fuck back over here. You're he's on UFC right. Unfiltered. I hope that deal crashes and you fucking lose money on it. Maybe he's, he's talking to Dana. He's making money right now. He's, always, he's always moving. All right, there goes my question for him. Anyway, what do you want to ask him? What do you want to ask him? Well, I was gonna, this is what I was going to mention, and this is what I tell my guys too. In a very close fight, because the fight was close. Very close. Yeah. Very tough kid. So I love, at the end of a round, positive body language, Jimmy. It yep. could make a huge difference, man. The judges are only human. And they're confused. That, wow, that was an exciting fight, a crazy fight, especially yeah. any kind of Tim Henry fight. He's always all over the place. So they see at the end, man, that was such a close round. Oh, this dude's more. Look at the way that guy knew he won that round. That, that's 100% James Krause. Like, from the moment we walk out, he's like, look, man. He's like, there's no crowd here. He's like, you got to go out there and own the stadium, own the arena. Yeah. Let these people know. Go to each judge. Like, let them know, like, you're here to have fun. Like, be, be vocal. Like, you got to own the arena and own the crowd. Even though there's not a crowd, it's almost more important to do that. And he's 100% he's right. That, that may have won me the fight. Like, how I was holding myself at the end of the round, like, smiling, enjoying myself. He, he's, that, that wins the judges over. And you look at that, and then you look at your fight prior, and what do you hear, Jimmy, in between rounds? We mentioned this. He, he wasn't having a great time, it seemed, Elliot. It yeah. seemed like he was in there, and he was going, it's too fucking quiet. Quiet, yeah. So I remember yeah, that. I'm like, oh, at shit. That point. 
What's that? It was it was work at that point. I wasn't having fun. I was I was working for. I might as well have been digging a ditch. Yes. So like, uh, yeah, that was all Kraus coming talking about coming in owning the arena uh, body language after the fight, like because if it's not fun, then what's the point? And you and you weren't faking it. I remember after the one round, you're like, I love this shit, and I'm in it. It was quiet in there, so I was just like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm trying to control myself. I don't want to make it a. a hey, James, did you hear what we were just talking about? I, I missed. I'm sorry. Okay, I hope you made him a lot of money on that fucking deal you were just on. <laughs> you were always fucking moving, James Krause. Fine, uh, I man. was talking to Tim about the, the um, how great it is to have positive body language at the end of a round. Absolutely. Can you talk I, a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, well, especially especially for somebody like Tim. Tim Tim is one of those guys that, that feeds off the energy. He uh, And and he's got to be having fun. If it's not fun for him, his performance uh, drastically uh, decreases. So... I, for me, this this fight was just all about getting him back to his his old his old self where he was having fun and doing that also while keeping some uh, rule sets. Like we had a mantra for him this this camp, and it was "be boring." Dot dot dot. Sometimes, and uh, I feel like one of his biggest faults is is he'll create these really crazy uh, transitions and he'll end up 180 in a position. Like he'll be in top side and then do something, just make a bad decision that puts him in bottom side, you know? And it's just at, at the high level, you, you can only get so many of those before it starts to add up. So we're just trying to avoid those while also still keeping his creative, awkward style. And I think we, you know, for, for the amount of time we had about two weeks to prep, I think for, for two weeks prep time, I think we did, he did an incredible job of it. And, uh, but yeah, like just owning the arena and, and getting his feet underneath him, like all these things that just for him, if these things happen, he has fun, you know? So, and that's, that's, that was key is just getting him back to his old self, having fun, but also creating a, a, some rules that he has to follow within, uh, as, as the fight unfolds. That's smart. I mean, it's, it's similar to something with, uh, I work with my guy, Marab. I don't know if you've seen Marab. I know, I know exactly who Marab is. Marab's a fucking stud. But he, you know, he gets the record, or he always breaks his own record with the takedowns. And I'm like, that's, I go, I'm like, that's fucking awesome. And, I, and he has enough juice to do twice those many takedowns. But I'm like, you know what? Alex gets one takedown. I want one takedown around, yeah. if anything, because the control aspect is important. And he's and and Marab slowed it down a ton. He he definitely improved on that compared to where he was. Just all like you said, like with Tim, they're on top, they're on bottom, they're on top. It's like. It's great you have the juice to do that, but it's it's necessary, right? Yeah, yes. Well, it, well, it, the, the guys are gonna get up. You know, everybody at that level, they're gonna get up. So why let them up? You know what I mean? Like they're gonna yeah. find their way up at some point. The good guys will. You know what I mean? Like so, just yeah. make it hard on them. You know what I mean? And and do some damage. Make them tired. Make them pay for having to get up. You know, make them pay for the takedown. So and his his control is is so good it's just there's just sometimes like one thing for him his biggest thing is when he gets a takedown he circles the front headlock if you circle the front headlock you let him up everybody you yeah. know what i mean everybody they're gonna fight the hands they're gonna get up instead circle to the hips to where yes. they, you force you force uh, a technical get up and most people don't technically know how to get up they athletically get up with an underhook or whatever you know where they fight the hands off front headlock or whatever that's not a real technical aspect of it but if you go to half guard or something like that, you force a technical get up rather than an athletic get up. And he's just these guys are these guys at the level he's fighting. I mean, he's fighting top ten guys his entire career. They're, they know how to get up from front headlock. So instead, let's circle to the hips now. Let's you know tripod up. Let's get some weight down on them. Let's get to half guard. Let's let's make them. Let's force them to be technical. Let's force them to be a good fighter, not an athletic fighter, because they're all athletes at one twenty five. Not to mention carrying the weight, controlling the hips. If they do get out, they're a little worse to wear. 
and he's got fantastic ground and pound. You know what I mean? He's got yeah. fantastic ground and pound. And you might as well make them pay there. You know, beat them up. You know, swell them up. Uh, get them tired while they're while they're trying to do that. So once again, this is like that that idea alone, I think, changed his game and made him way better of a fighter. This literally overnight, like a circle to the hips, not to front headlock. He loves front headlock, but those yeah. guys will, will. Those guys will. The good guys are going to force you to go to front headlock. You know what I mean? Like they're going to force you to go there because they know that's the ticket to get up. So yeah. circling to the hips, that's just made it made our life way easier. And uh, you know, in this fight, we didn't really get to show it, but in practice, it's definitely coming out. He's holding people down longer, and you can go back like his fight with Askar. Like he took him down like four times in one round, and three of the times he circled to front headlock, he got up immediately. And then the one time he circled to the hips, he held him down for two and a half minutes. So it's like, you know what I mean? Just little things now, like that. What did you guys think of the whole uh, Fight Island experience? Uh. I mean, I have a. I'll let Tim. I don't want Jack Tim's interview. I'll let him. No, I'll let him. It's a joint interview. Go ahead, guys. For me, I loved it. It was one of my better, better fight experiences. I mean, the travel was long, but they made up for it with flying us business class. It was nice, um, right, Chip? Hey, Tim. Some of the best was, was hey, man, it's hard, hard to go back to coach after that shit. No <laughs> shit. So nice. The time change was kind of crazy, but I got to sleep for 12 hours on the plane right there. Like, the food yeah. was good on the airplane. The food was good there. The people that worked at the, on the island were awesome. So my so experience nice. was, aside from the fight, like, I mean, even the fight was great, but everything outside of the fight went really smooth and perfect. So, um, and then we had two wins on top of it. So for me, it was one of my better fight experiences. I came there for two things and two things only. Two wins, and I got both of them. I can't be happy. <laughs> Oh, man, that's yeah, and great. Tim, you said that uh, getting back into your old routine. So, did it feel like uh, not only were you not in Vegas, but you have to go to uh, you know to Fight Island to fight? You have to go through the, everything is different. So, it probably just felt like this whole thing you had shaken off whatever it was that was was keeping you stagnant. Yeah, I mean, again, it was it's easy when I'm living in Las Vegas and then my fights are in Las Vegas. I have my own house, so I'm staying at my own house, and then the day before the fight or the day of the fight, then I go to the venue and I fight. So it never really felt like I was living that real fight lifestyle. But on Fight Island, I was I had to fly to Vegas, was quarantined there for 36 hours, then 16-hour flight to Abu Dhabi, and then a 48-hour quarantine there, getting tested you know, day in and day out, um, having an eight-hour time change, and then fighting in 116-degree weather with 100% humidity. Um, it's a lot of variables, but everybody had to go through it, and everybody looked like they were kind of down a notch which made me feel better because I feel like everybody else is going to be down to my level finally. So like, it, it worked out well. well congratulations. Awesome. It was a really, really close fight. And uh, I, I was happy for you that, you that you got the win. I know it's got to feel really good. Are you oh, looking man. to stay active now? Or, I mean, fight again soon? Or? I, I want to keep the ball rolling and, and stay active. But, uh, but who knows? Like, uh, my, I got my girlfriend. She's also looking to fight. Um, she just got a fresh contract as well. But, yeah, I didn't take – in the fight and I feel like I got some good cardio from the fight and uh, there's a lot of matchups right now it's exciting and James while you're here what about you you going to fight again soon anytime I gotta get a week in first, bro <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah man probably like probably like fourth quarter maybe I don't know like I have a bunch of guys like August I have a couple guys on contender series and a couple guys on the 29th card so my schedule slows down a little bit after that I'll well, probably look like September October Awesome, man. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Congrats yeah. on both those wins, too, James, as a coach. Tim, congrats on getting that monkey off your back. You're back in the winning uh, yeah. column. It's very exciting, man. From the Kansas City crew, man. <laughs> That's right. Mixtape coming soon. That's right. Well, yeah. <laughs>
Have a great right. lunch, guys. It was good talking to you. And uh, again, Tim, congratulations. Get and the chocolate cake. Get the fucking chocolate cake. It's delicious there. <laughs> Will do, man. Thank you, guys. Later, right, guys. Take care. Big fan of the uh, chocolate cake over there. At, uh, uh, yeah. F. Chang's. No, I mean, I wouldn't have it now because I've been off the gluten. Of course not. You look good. Jimmy, let's do our picks because we're having such a fun show. Sure. What do you think now? Whitaker versus Till. Um, I, I don't know if I see Whitaker losing uh, two fights in a row, um, despite looking at it here in the prep sheet. Well, our producers <laughs> think that easily. Listen, I'm saying, uh, I'm going to say Whitaker. Uh, yep. I'm going to say fourth round stoppage. I was going to say fourth round, but because Possible you're ground saying the pound. I will say Whitaker. Fourth <sighs> round TKO. Ground and pound. I think he's going to get him down eventually. My, and he can take a punch. You know, Whitaker can take it. Whitaker, that's another thing that's so impressive about uh, Adesanya is the fact that stopping him is that Whitaker can literally get hit by a truck and keep fighting. So the fact that Adesanya stopped him, people really undervalue his strength, I think. Um, I'm going to take uh, Whitaker, but I'm trying to think of, then again, Darren Till hits hard too. I mean, Darren Till uh, packs a tremendous punch. But yeah, I think he'll get him down too. I'm going to say Whitaker third round. A part of me is going to go decision, but I'm going to take uh, Whitaker in a third. By very, stopping. very good. Nice. I said fourth. All right. Now we got Shogun, Marcelo Marce- yeah. Rua. Marcelo. I fucked his name. Yeah, yeah Shogun that- against uh, uh, Nagara. <sighs> that's, that's, man. That, that's. <clears throat> I'm going to say, now look. I've been a fan of Nogueira forever, man, since his old pride days. He's a stud. He is. I'm just going to say that he's looking a little bit more like weathered. How old is Nogueira? He's 44. He's a little older. He's, he's 44? Older. 44, buddy. That guy could have literally went to high school with me. Yeah. And that, that could be the difference. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm going to say Shogun Rua, third round TKO. I'm going to give uh, Shogun, but I'm going to say decision. Ooh. Shogun by decision. All right. All right. All right. Um, oh, this is another good one. Yeah. Wait a second. I thought, didn't Alexander Gustafson, I thought he walked away from the game. You know? Moved up to heavyweight. I guess the weight cuts were killing him. You have to assume, assume it was the weight cuts. Or maybe he yes. felt like there was no one left at light heavyweight for him to deal with. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know why Verdum, you want to step up to, against Fabrice Verdum. Yeah, but Verdum is coming off an awful fight. Versus he versus uh, yeah yes man I mean that was that, that was odd to me I was I was shocked and and by basing it on that fight I'm gonna base it on that fight I'm not basing it on him looking the best I'm basing it on him on his last fight because that's the most recent I'm gonna say oh wow oh and then I mm, I'm gonna say Alexander Gustafson Gustafson Verse, uh, yeah, I said it right or wrong, but I feel that he's gonna win this fight by decision. And I'm a jujitsu man, I'm a big fan of Verdum, but that last fight, I don't know, man. He, unless he's he looked really like kind of like out of shape and yeah, that outstruck by Olenek, who's 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 not exactly you know, and he didn't look that dangerous on the ground either, which was shocking to me for Verdum. If I remember the fight correctly, he had a beautiful Kimura at one point. He's got, he's still, that's what I love about Verdun. He's still fucking very dangerous. But I'm going to say, I'm saying Alexander's going to be hungry. He's coming off two losses. 
allegedly, and I'm only kidding, it says it here, but I believe it now. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say Alexander uh, by decision. And there's a rumor that Verdum has lost two straight, too. I'll also look at it this way, too. Uh, I'm going to take Fabrizio second-round stoppage. I think that, um, again, uh, you know, Augustus, I'm sure, is sparred with heavyweights, and, um, you know, I'm sure he can handle it. But um, I think if Verdum gets a hold of him, he's going to have a hard time. I'm with so you. I'm going to take Verdum second-round stoppage. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Although, look, Gustafson has proven himself very, very uh, capable uh, of, you know, staying away from a guy and, and keeping a guy up on his feet. But I, I just think that uh, Verdum is due for a win. Then again, so is Gustafson. So it's hard to say. Two guys both coming off two losses on, on that caliber of fighter. Um, yeah. You know, it's and again, he did, uh, yeah, he beat Blahovich. I'm looking over. He lost to Cormier, but he went decision with Cormier. Um, decision with Jones too. So it's not like he's getting taken down and, and, and choked out other than Anthony Smith. So I, yeah, I'm still going to say uh, second round for doom. All right. Moving right along. Carla Esparza uh, coming off a, a split decision over Michelle Waterson is against Marina Rodriguez. Um, I guess was disqualified. That's a draw. Huh? Oh, draw. Okay. D versus MD. Okay. Against uh, Cynthia Cavillo. Yeah. Yeah. This is a this is a good fight. This is a really good fight. Um, and then she had a win over Tisha Torres. That is that's very impressive uh, with Marina. Yep. Um, I'm going to go with Marina Rodriguez on this one, and I'm going to say by decision. Yeah, I don't know why. Like, I would call is tough, man. Call is very dangerous. I mean, but she's undefeated. I, Marina's undefeated. Yes. By the way, how dumb I am, Matt. The fact that Rodriguez is uh, undefeated. And I, I said disqualification. What else could D stand for other than draw? It, it, it couldn't stand for uh, a disqualification if he's 12 and 0. I'm going to go with Rodriguez as well. And I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with her split decision. Not that it matters. We go decision. Or okay. I'm going to say split decision. For who? Oh, uh, uh, Rodriguez. Oh, okay. Rodriguez. Yeah. I'll tell you, man. Call is no joke, though. No, she's not. But. I don't know. I'm 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 jumping on the Marina hype chain train. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's go. Paul Craig. Paul Craig. Um, let me see now. Uh, Gadzamorad Antogolov. Hmm. I'm going with Paul Craig. Let me see. And I'm gonna say submission second round. I said it. Me. What do you say? Excuse me. Oh, coming off two losses. Yeah. Well, no. Another draw there. No, no, no. Antikulov is coming off of... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said both are coming off two losses. No, 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 no. Okay. Um, I need you in... Antikulov. Okay, sorry. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, interesting. By decision. He's coming right. off two... Uh, first round TKO losses. So, he's, um, so you're saying he's due for a win? Yeah, and I I, I do believe that holds true. Uh, again, they do lose three in a row, but not many guys, and not well, that often. Well, me and Paul Craig beg to differ. Okay, all right. I'm sure, Paul Craig does not <laughs> want to hear my opinion. I'll probably go fuck myself. Uh, let's see, Alex Oliveira. Um, again, coming off a, a win over Max Griffin. 
uh, we've been told, and, and uh, three losses before that. <laughs> Jimmy. I'm going to take uh, Alex Oliveira. Third round stoppage. I'm going to take... Uh, so, so Peter's lost his last one, but won the one before that, correct? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go... I'm also going to go with Alex Oliveira. Uh, and I'm going to say... Let's go. Mm, let me see. Okay, I'm gonna say Alex Oliveira first round stoppage. I'm gonna take. I'm going out. I'm, right. so, you know what? It happens. And sometimes I like to get a little nutty. I fought a guy named Kamzat once. That's only because it stands out. When I was 23 years old, I fought this Russian sambo expert, Kamzat, fucking something else or rather. I don't know his last name, and I uh, choked him. But anyway, that's not this Kamzat. But no. I, I mean, it's not. It can't be a real common name. Kamiev, I guess, is how you say it, or Kamiev. Um, oh, really? You don't say Kamzat? No, no, his last name. <laughs> oh, sorry, my bad. I thought you pronounced that well. No, I, I think Kamzat's right. Okay, um, let's look at this. Uh, Rice McKee. Okay. Uh, UFC ooh, okay. debut. It's his debut, so we don't know too much. Ten and two. He's got no UFC record. I'm looking over his. Uh, you know what's funny record. about. About I'm sorry, buddy. That's okay. He, he literally just—he's—he he was still—he literally just fought. Literally, like he just fought. He just beat John Phillips really fast when I and I was there. <laughs> you know that he yeah. just fought it out with Abby. It's crazy. So he wants to stay busy, and I like that attitude. I'm going with Kamzat by. Um, I'm going to say uh, second round sub, just like he did. Okay. That's what I'm going to say. I'm going to take McGee in his first, uh, McGee's first uh, UFC fight, but his five wins, uh, most recent five wins, were all stoppages. He did have a decision loss, um, but I mean, he's he's winning, uh, you know, uh, guillotine choke, punches, uh, triangle choke. He's winning standing up and on the floor. So I'm going to take uh, McGee. I'm going to take him in a uh, first round stoppage. Ooh! In his UFC debut. Okay, Jimmy. I may be wrong. I could be wrong. That may be an adrenaline dump and he winds up. I don't know, buddy. Let's say goodbye to everybody. Hey, Jimmy, I love you, pal. I love you too, pal. And I will see you guys in a few days. And do not forget to watch incredible fights uh, this Saturday night. Uh, Whitaker Tale from Fight Island. Uh, That's going to be a great one. And of course, uh, Nagara Shogun is the co-main. Can't Um, wait. Yep. Uh, That's this Saturday night, the 25th. Awesome. Yes, and uh, let's see. Make sure I'm correct with the time because a lot of times I'm incorrect at the time. And it's uh, 8 o'clock and 5 p.m. is the uh, prelims on ESPN, ESPN+. Plus. <laughs>